www.staggeringstories.net Podcast Series 1, Number 32, Jumping to Doomsday Note, this was recorded before David Tennant's big announcement. Website that brought a whole new meaning to the word drab. Here is Staggering <laughs> Stories podcast number 32. <laughs> I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the Rule Keith. You see, you take up a lot of time just introducing yourself. You notice we did it like that. Yeah, well, I, I wish to announce <laughs> my You dragged it out. I wish to announce drag my queen. I'm special. Mm. He is a drag queen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Told you. Keith is special. <laughs> oh, yes. He's very special. Anyway. Hot off the printing presses, it's El Presidente with the news. The news. As ever, Doctor Who news. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. So are all seven doctors appearing together so that we can call real Keith Susan? I don't think so, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? Oh, dear. I have only one thing to say. No, 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 no. Unless you keep it very quiet, what the BBC are saying mm-hmm. is there'll be a two-minute teaser clip of the new Christmas special on the Children of Need night. Mm-hmm. And are all seven going to be in that? No. 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 Just Tennant Damn. and the Who guest star. The Ooh. guest star. Who is David Morrissey, and I'm not going to say anything more about who he's going to play. Bob the Builder. It's a particular spoiler title, isn't it, along the lines Possibly. of the Doctor's daughter. Possibly. But if that's true, it's going to be the first time what? Two, yeah. three years, I've had a, a proper mm. special until yeah. the end, 45th anniversary as well. Exactly. Mm. That's unusual, that is. Oh. We'll see. Maybe they've got something up their sleeves. Like all seven appearing together on the same stage as the Doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Eccleston, Eccleston. Mm. <laughs> I think hasn't, he, it hasn't happened yet. I'm just preempting it, Susan. <laughs> the, the Colin Baker. I think he would yep, for yep. children in need Aww. and for something as special as the 45th. I think Maybe. he's. I think he's a good egg. He just looks grumpy occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the Colin Baker, he's actually oh, appeared. <laughs> may ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. Thank you, Fred Keith. You're welcome. Um, he's actually appearing in Panto this year. Oh no, Every he isn't. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, he is. He's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it would be amazing if he was, because mm. you know, there's only a small space behind the sofa. There no, is. <laughs> apparently he's appearing in Panto in the fair and leafy suburb of London known as Bromley. Bromley? Oh, oh, mm, it's yes. gone up yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is he playing? It's one of the uh, little nasty characters types from, I think it's Cinderella or something like that. He's so. playing Cinderella. Cinderella? <laughs> is that, how on earth is he going to get into the, the frock? Dress, yeah. <laughs> Let alone the glass slipper. Mm. I mean, it's a daring role to take if it's true. <laughs> True. You heard it here first. The Colin, Colin Baker, Baker is, is playing, playing Cinderella, Cinderella in Bromley. <laughs> oh dear. Not for money, of course, just for the fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a park, apparently, that they all go to. Yes, but the less said about that, the better. <laughs> in other news, yeah. yes. Tom Baker oh. is going to be a guest presenter on Have I Got News For You? Oh, good God. Yeah. Or has been by the time Mrs. Lancer yeah, comes in. Yeah. yeah, Friday, October the 31st, so you've probably already missed it. But it should still be on iPlayer if you're in the UK. Yeah, yeah. and it's really good. We've seen it. <laughs> it's not been recorded yet. Yes, but by the time this comes out, we'd have seen it, and okay. we loved it. Although we do want to know if anyone else is going to actually get a word in Edway, because yeah. the guy's a nutter. Bonkers yeah. Tom and go off 
from a completely mm, bonkers Tom, uh, yes. If you want a good read, by the way, read his autobiography. It's very, very funny in a kind of deranged, disturbed kind of way. <laughs> but moving on. Yes, more Doctor Who news. God, we're spoilt. Well, I say news, more of a rumour, really. Oh, yes. A chap called Patterson Joseph is rumoured to be Doctor Eleven. Mm. Would this be the same Patterson Joseph who played Roderick in... Um, Waterwick? Waterwick. In, Waterwick. Oh, what was it called? Parting of the Ways or Bad Wolf? It would be. Yep. He was a bit of a knob. Yes. Mm. I think he, he's not as an actor. Oh, I'm sure he's a character. lovely chap. <laughs> On the flip side of that, he played the Marquis de Carabas in mm. Neverwhere, yes. which is a decidedly doctorish role. Oh, True. good grief. Yes. I mean, yes. the character, he was very sardonic. He yes. had a very dry wit. Yeah. Based on that, he would make a great doctor. Oh, he mm. would. Yes. I don't understand all the purists are going, oh, well, how on earth can the doctor regenerate into a black man? Uh, well, this is no. the same man who regenerates from a blonde yeah. to someone with dark hair. Well, it's, it's just yeah. different colour. Instead of different colour hair, it's different coloured well, skin. Mm. I'm no. sure if you look at all the doctors side by side, their skin tones aren't identical. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Grief, no. yeah. So I mean, I, I have no problem for, with that. Well, for a start, William Hartnell was grey, yeah. so you know, yeah. and so was Patrick Troughton. But then well, now. John Pertwee's colour appeared. <gasps> we haven't said hello to the head of Pertwee. Oh, hello, 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 head of Pertwee. He's smiling down upon us benevolently yeah. with his nose. Has he changed his, his shirt? Pertwee waves coming out of his eyes. Green, or is that just decomposition? Yeah. <laughs> the possible fly in the ointment for this to be true is that Passenger Joseph is now in uh, Survivors mm. remake of Terry Nation's old yeah, 70s yeah. program. Is this a bad thing? Well, it means he doesn't have time to do both. Mm. He can't do nine months doing Doctor and yeah, then do true. Survivors at the same time. So this is probably just rubbish. Yeah. But it'd be in it. It's not it's rubbish. It'd be good yeah. rubbish if it happened. Moving away from Doctor Who. Oh, you've got news here that LucasArts is working on a huge new Star Wars MMO. Ooh. Sounds familiar. Oh. Mm. Yes, um, apparently it's um, one of the worst kept secrets in the industry. Yeah. And it, uh, it's called Star Wars, The Old Republic. As in Knights of the... Yeah. Well, uh, it's done by the same outfit responsible for Knights of the Old Republic. Bioware. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Great game. Particularly yeah. the first one which Bioware did. And apparently it's set 3,600 years before the Star Wars movies. Mm. So no chance of running into Luke then? Um, no. no. And, oh, apparently the galaxy lies on the brink of war between the Republic and the Sith. How unusual. Mm. Yeah, it's well, always uh, lying <laughs> on the brink of war of something. Yes. Wouldn't be interesting otherwise. True. You can either play as um, either Sith or Jedi. You also get the opportunity to slip into the roles of other Star Wars archetypes and make choices whether they want to sort of join the dark side or the light side. What about mm. Gungans? Will there be Gungans? Mm. I've got to have something to shoot. Maybe. <laughs> so you want to go postal with um, Gungans? Mm-hmm. I did last time. Right. Apparently the Old Republic will contain more content than all of Bioware's previous games uh, altogether. Ooh. Yeah, so watch the space. Does it yeah. say when it's due out? I was reading today that the original estimated release date was 2009 mm. yeah. but that's already slipped yeah they're, they're, they are the release dates are very fluid aren't yeah, they yeah so probably 2010 probably late 2010 yeah. well, I'll be old then only two years away any mm-hmm. other news mm, more good news yep. at least as far as I'm concerned Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles yes a full season has been ordered oh good despite earlier reports from the, the previous podcast it. that yeah. it was about mm-hmm. to be cancelled so they have got their final nine episodes to take it up to 22 Ooh. from their original mm-hmm. 13 order at the recording on this podcast we've had the first episode on Virgin One. Oh, really? We? I yes. actually watched it. Yes, it's for the first good. time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not bad. It for the first time. It's a good series. Uh, Admittedly, I, I had to explain who everyone was. And, 
did what yeah. they were doing and why and they I were don't there. think I appreciated it on the same level that El Presidente appreciated <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would lend you the Blu-ray but for the first well, season no. you couldn't would you that just be lend to do us the Blu-ray to brag what you can't play it I'm sorry with a DVD equivalent of Betamax Man ratings are down but apparently that's a seasonal thing with Fox in January when the first season originally aired ratings tend to be higher that's good and finally on an amusing note William Shatner yeah. That should be enough for you. <laughs> yeah. After his tirade against uh, director J.J. Abrams, uh, Mr. Shatner has decided to turn his phasers on George Takai, who he oh, says didn't invite him to his wedding. Oh, Poor my. love. I personally don't blame the guy. Isn't this an old standing feud between both of them? Oh, oh it's well, been going on for years and years and years. Huh? Yes. Uh, watching the video, Shatner claims he doesn't really know George. Yeah. They've been on the same set, but they, they never really yeah. talked directly. Yeah. Thing. Mm. It's yeah. all a bit weird. George Takai says he was invited, and they were very sad they could that he couldn't join them at their nuptials. Mm. And to make up for any perceived snub, has invited um, Shatner to vote no on Proposition Eight, right, which seeks to eliminate the right for same-sex couples to marry in California. Oh my! Oh my! Mr. Shatner's having a strop. Uh, yep. Losing it big time. Yeah. Publicly, yeah. I think he, it's, the, it's the fact that he's got this YouTube that he can get at least get his face out there now. You know, what a face it is. Okay, so that's the end of the news. Okay, we've had the news. Guess what it's time for now? Making cakes. Cakes. So close. Flagellation. That's Friday. All that right. is changing yeah. the cat litter. That was this morning. Oh yeah. Oh, the was air warm. was so much better afterwards. It's time for Doctor Who. Mm. Oh yeah. Huh? Right. Following on for our ever popular best of worst of segments, mm-hmm. and still no new episode. And still no no new episode. We decided to step it up intellectually. Mm. Because we're going for our favourite and least favourite Doctor Who music. Music. I'm Ah. still trying to equate intellectually with us. I just like (laughs) using a big word. Okay. So this is going to be either incidental music from the new series and the old series. Your favourites and your worst. So El Presidente, let's have your best old Who music. Hmm. Okay. I was torn here between two. I tried it against my second one, which is Sontaran theme for two doctors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very good. I forgot about but that. beating that, I think it's Earthshock Sideman theme. Ah, yes. Oh, you liked that? What, well, the yeah. funny thing? Yeah. No, yeah. The, well, the, the march. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> That one, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, point of fact: the yeah. the chimes from that yeah. is actually a TV stand being hit with a hammer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. High tech BBC. Outside men doing a spare time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, bang they, TV screens. They abuse living room furniture mm. with a lump hammer. With a lump hammer. All oh, right. Okay. Clang. Crumbly. Excellent. <laughs> Have you finished? <laughs> Tell us your favourite old Who music. Old Who music. Um, well, it has to be Remembrance of the Daleks. As I say, I mean, this typified everything that was big, brash, and bombastic about the late eighties, especially when a uh, Rambo Dalek was being rolled out. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. Big crescendo. I mean, all, all the Simmons drum pads going. He's actually <laughs> miming this. Yes, I know. Sad, isn't it? <laughs> As he plays rock star. <laughs> no, so, I mean, that was a very typical late 80s um, 
incidental music uh, segment that was. It was very good, though. Mm. Was, oh, yes. Despite that. Well, my best old Who music, very similar, it's Resurrection of the Daleks. Okay. Because all the way through, the incidental music fitted the story. It was atmospheric. When the characters were in danger, the music reflected that. It was perfect incidental music. And then it culminated in the um, whole Tegan leaving theme, which was the first oh. piece of Doctor Who music to make me go, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, for that reason, that's my best old Who. Grim. Real Keith! Grim. Right. You're not allowed to play because you've annoyed me. Oh. <laughs> go on then. Well, I do have a question. I do have a, a question, question that, yes. that, that brings into um, question. <laughs> that doesn't really work, but question is the whole thing. If you notice it, has it failed as incidental music? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because it is meant to be unnoticed. It's meant to enhance the pictures. It's meant to enhance it. Yeah, if you notice it, is it failed? Well, no, because it's helping you enhance. In, if you're using that argument, if you notice the actors, have they failed? Because they're there to enhance the <laughs> well, enjoyment no, no, as well. No, no, they're, they're the characters. Yes, but they're there to them, enhance your enjoyment. But if you notice them as an actor, then they have failed, yes. I and if you can be chameleon-like as a character. To put it in a nutshell, I mean, the two are meant to complement each other. Yeah, the yeah. scene and the incidental yeah. music. But all that aside, yeah. going Remembrance, I like Remembrance, that, that's an also one, and, mm-hmm. and the Earthshock, but I think you've just reminded me of it, and I've had yeah. to readjust what I have, okay. is the Centauran March from the two Doctors. Yes. I mean, it is very much the reason why I like the Imperial March from the Star Wars. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a vibrant, strong, and identifies the Centaurans themselves. Can you give us a, a burst of the Centauran <laughs> march? No. Because I can't remember it. No, I can't. Oh, please! <laughs> no, I'm not... I'm not uh, it's Spanish played because for some reason... It, well, it was set in Spain, so for some reason they included Spanish guitar yeah. in, in the music. But basically it was, was what sounded like a snare drum. Mm-hmm. It was... Dum, dum, dum. We're going to em- edit that out later. No, no, we're not. <laughs> Hopefully you'll find a bit and slap it on. But yeah. yeah. yeah Staggering probably. Stories sings incidental music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's our favourite old Who music. Crumbly, mm-hmm. yep. yes. would you care to give us your least favourite old Who music? Is your name Crumbly? I know, but I want to say mine first because I hate it so much. Go on. <sighs> All right, <laughs> go on then if you have to be first. Sea Devils. The Sea Devils it is the most trite electronic farting that I have ever heard. Sing it. it inter- I can't because it interferes with the, the programme. It, it crashes, breaks the reality, and you can hardly hear what they're saying. It's you really need to breathe piece. or you're going to pop. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it is absolutely... <laughs> is that how it goes? Could be. <laughs> I've tried to blot it from my memory. Well, I can is that, is that in C or in B flat? A sharp. A sharp. Ooh, a sharp. Mm-hmm. That's daring. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Can Crumbly play now? Crumbly can play now. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Crumbly. Yes. Would you like to give us your least favourite old Who music? Well, I'm going to have to side with uh, the real Keith on this one. Sea Devils. Uh, in A flat. A flat what? Minor. <laughs> what? No, that was Green Death. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why? Why did? We... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, as, I, as I was saying before, I was so strangely interrupted. <laughs> strangely interrupted. <laughs> yeah. um, the scene where um, uh, the master and the doctor are having a sword fight. As I say, I mean, the music was intrusive. Mm. It was completely inappropriate for, you know, for the scene. I mean, um, it was a sword fight, for goodness sake. So they could have had something a little bit more sort of Dram- up-tempo, dramatic, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, more, more swashbuckling. Some, something, yeah, something uh, Monte Cristo. Or, well, along those lines anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, um, as I say, I mean, all the electronic beeps and farts, I mean, Burbles. And burbles, yeah, yeah. for want of a better term. Beeps, farts and burbles. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was completely out of place for that scene. Yeah. Broke your suspension of disbelief. Mm. Just couldn't... Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I, I side with the real Keith on that one. El Presidente, they don't like the sea devils. A shot of reality there. Uh, <laughs> I can see seals. what they mean. Doesn't bother me quite as much as them, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> There's one worse than that. For me. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. Go on then. Death to the Daleks. I must have blanked it. Oh, that's the... uh, Can you sing it for us? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trumpet and the wood instrument, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently it's performed by London uh, Saxophone Quartet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is rather weird and very... Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> Any suspense. Yeah. Oh, I remember. <laughs> that was really bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> An occasional scraping of the, yeah. the wooden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that was bad. Not yep. as bad as Sea Devils, though. Not as bad as mine. Oh. oh. From beginning to end, this was terrible. The story itself was dodgy. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, it was a nine for dodginess. Ooh, I do. Mm. But when you added the music, the five doctors became a disaster. <laughs> oh, no. oh, the fart of Rassilon. Yes. <laughs> Musical uh, stairs. Exactly. It was distracting and it just made a dodgy story ten times worse. It was awful. <laughs> the the thing they did with the cat whenever you saw <laughs> the death zone or the Tower, Tower. of Rassilon, mm, whatever it was it. called. I, I can't even make the noise. I, I'd have to have a kitten here. It, it was the cat of Rassilon. <laughs> it was. Yes, it was yes. the, the catapulting <laughs> cat. That was more of a sound effect than that. Yeah, but the music itself was just, oh, no, this is awful. <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay, moving on to New Who. New Who. No, I never get to go first, so I'm going first okay, for you this go first. one. Yeah. You go first. Fake Keith, what is your favourite new who? Thank you, real Keith. It's Doomsday. <laughs> I'm hardly surprised uh, in that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the music I thought all the way through Doomsday was very, very good. But the reason I voted for it is because of the end. Mm-hmm. Simply because it reduced me to tears the first <laughs> time I saw it. And that just doesn't happen. And every time <laughs> yeah, I right. hear it afterwards, I get a lump in my throat. And that's the sign of a good piece of music. Ness and Dormer does that to me. I'm not saying <laughs> that Doomsday is on a par with Ness and Dormer, but it has the same kind of effect. I was on the bus the other day and I was listening to Ness and Dormer and someone asked me if I was alright because I'd welled up. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) El Presidente, give us your favourite piece of New Who music. Well, a lot to choose from here. Hell of a lot. Some work better on the album they did on the TV. Yeah. And for me that would include Gallifrey, which worked a lot better on the CD. I really liked the units theme in uh, Christmas Invasion but I have to agree with Doomsday Brilliant, the bit where uh, she'd just gone through the, the vortex yeah. and they're both yeah. a bit against the wall separated by a shadow Yes, yes. Yeah. I did hear a, a little story, and um, I don't know if it's true or not, that the day after it aired in the BBC, 
the, the halls of the BBC, someone approached, I don't know if it was Murray Gold or the sound mixer, yeah. and said, what the hell did you do? Because kids were crying <laughs> as they went to bed because it was borderline traumatic. It's the sort of thing, I mean, when Take That broke up, they launched a helpline. Help yeah. help yeah. They didn't yeah. think to do it for this, and quite frankly, I'd have rung it. <laughs> I'm giving you a fake number. Right through to nothing, anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, good choice. Okay, that's two for Doomsday. Real Keith. Okay. Yours. Okay. As I said, there is a hell of a lot there, um, and I, I've had actually to split my choices. Oh. I'm going for the TV series and for the album. Oh. Okay. Mm, yes. Okay. Yep. So, favourite one of the TV series, I think, has to be the Firefly esque cello music from I think it's the Impossible Planet mm. when Ida's not Ida Scooty is standing oh, the, and you've got yeah. the guy actually on the planet's surface waving the, at with it. the tattoos and smiling on waving mm. it's that, that, yeah. that piece of music that was very nice it's yeah. chilling yeah. Yeah, it's, in, in that context it's a chilling piece of music but from the album and from the show overall it's got to be the full orchestral piece of Gallifrey yeah that music conjures up Joy, happiness, sorrow, and loss. The track is called uh, This is Gallifrey, Our Childhood, Our Home. Yeah, it's for when episode? It's from the episode Sound of Drums. You hear it at least twice. It's mm. once when he's telling Jack and Martha the reminiscence of Gallifrey. Yeah. And you see the, uh, the Fortress of Solitude. You see the capital. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so. then you hear it again when he's actually burning the master's body oh. on the beach. And, and that's you, when it builds to its crescendo. And you noticed that and liked it. I, I first noticed it on when when the actual funeral pyre, and I thought that's a beautiful piece. But you noticed it, and given your previous <laughs> argument, if you noticed it, it's failed. Uh, no, I, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I take your argument, I throw it on the floor, and I, I stamp, stamp on it. And uh, but the thing it. is, mm. I was told to purposefully notice pieces of music for this article. Uh-huh. So that's no, my out. That's no, my outcause. No, you noticed that's it when it was aired. Out- that's my outcause. Luhuza. <laughs> okay, Crumbly, that leaves you, I believe. Mm-hmm, yes, Give it us does. your favourite piece of New Who music. This is going to encompass my best piece of New Who music and my worst piece of New Who music. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to say it's the theme, the theme music. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Yeah, because um, the very, very first series was um, Christopher Eccleston. Well, I mean, I was bowled away by it because, I mean, it retained all the elements of the original Dee Dee Derbyshire uh, sort of um, yeah. score, yeah. plus all the orchestral strikes as well. Four violinists wearing out the violin. That's it. Really was one smoke pouring out. That's it. I think it was a computer. Ruined it. <laughs> no, so I mean, it was just a refreshing take upon what Delia Derbyshire had done previously. But I think um, in this instance, you can have too much of a good thing, and I think they've embellished it too much with more um, mod- yeah, modern themes and tones, much to the detriment of the original theme music on which it's on which it's based. You mean the season four version? Well, yes, with the um, yeah the guitar work. I mean, that was totally unnecessary. That was. If asked, mm-hmm. which would you dislike more, the fourth season music? Or Dominic Glynn's from the 80s. (laughs) Oh, yes. uh... (laughs) No question. Dominic Glynn. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very close thing, yeah. It's pretty poor. Mm -hmm. The latest season, it was too heavily embellished. Mm, I, I, I can see and that's the same as all, yeah, sort of Delia Dolch's handiwork was almost drowned out yeah I think part of the problem is it's 
so short. Yeah. It doesn't have time to to weave these bits mm-hmm. in yeah. in a yeah. natural mm, way. It's it. kind of thrown in. So well, that's it. They just throw it's things. Because in. of the credit crunch. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> no, they just they just try and throw everything into the mix. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And see what happens. To, yeah, work better than a twelve-inch version. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Or, or as they did with the album, the album version. Yeah. They went through three or four different yeah. versions. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay. I can understand. I may not agree, but I can understand where you're mm-hmm. coming from. Okay, so you started off the worst. So, El Presidente, let's have your worst new who. I had a hard time with this one. I'm not particularly happy with this as my worst, but the only one I can think of is uh, Boomtown. Yeah. They were trying to evoke the kind of city of death yeah. feel, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It didn't seem right for Cardiff Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite Paris, is no, it? No. no. <laughs> Not quite the same vibe. No, it just didn't quite work for me for what was a fairly static sort of episode. Yeah. yeah. It was a bot for one of a better word, it was a bottle episode. Yeah, exotic music for Cardiff. no reason. Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Mine, like Adam, I'm not really happy with it because the music's been outstanding from beginning to oh, end. Oh, yes, yeah. But I hated this episode and so I'm going to hate the music. And it's, <laughs> it's Love and Monsters. I remember the beginning, early in the episode, thinking, oh, this is silly. And the music was helping me get that impression. Was that the Scooby-Doo moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the one that let uh, let it down for me. Mm. Love and Monsters. Sorry. Mm. Real Keith. Well, I'm probably going to get shouted down for this. But If you say girl in the fireplace, I will come <laughs> over there and I will slap you silly. No, no. No, not, not. Sorry, I forgot the comma. I will come over there and slap you, silly. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, has to come from the original Eccleston's run. It really? was, oh, yeah. the, the Eccleston Week. Yeah, the Eccleston Week. It's a combination of two, and they sort of reflect each other, because they're, they're roughly the same. But it, it's Rose defeats the Daleks, and the Doctor regenerates. You didn't like that? It's too twee, too heavenly choir for me. Mm. Do you think this is grounds for divorce? Not sure. Not as bad as if you'd said Girl in the Fireplace, but you're walking a fine line. No, it's again, the music just sounds too... Too, now too, that's grounds for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it's too heavenly choir, too 80s, too... too Your voice went too high-pitched. <laughs> <laughs> you should see what she does with her hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just twee, too heavenly choir for me. Mm. And doesn't necessarily ruin the scene, but I, I noticed the music when it was being broadcast and something. Yeah, but you noticed mm. Gallifrey when it was being broadcast. Uh, but that's for completely <laughs> different reasons. Oh, all right then. Uh, don't agree with you on that one, but you you're entitled to this. your opinion, yeah. I suppose. Purely my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Purely. I'm not sure. Can we take a vote? Is um, Real Keith allowed an opinion? <laughs> oh. mm. I don't think so. Would no. you please? Mm. Battering eyelids. I think that's two no's. It's down to you. Probably. You can't hear me battering mm. eyelids, but I am battering eyelids. Battering? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you've punched me. Okay, so we hope you enjoyed that musical interlude. Musical interlude. Keeping with all things Who, we've been watching DVDs. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, we've been watching one DVD. Well, it's a new one. It Mm. is a new one. It's just released. We've been watching Four to Doomsday. Oh. Mm. And I think we have a difference of opinion amongst the team. I think so, yes. As to exactly how good Four to Doomsday was. Mm. Somebody thought it was good. I'm going (laughs) to kick off and say, Mm. yeah. Really? (laughs) We watched... um, Trial of a Time Lord yes. the other day. We, oh, went out. we spent money <laughs> yeah. on Trial of a uh, Time Lord. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. No, well, a... you did. It's a joint account disc. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I seem to remember at the time enjoying Trial of a Time Lord, most of it. Hmm. And it's rubbish. It's, it's pap. 
But for to Doomsday, which I also remembered enjoying, but I was just a wee, a wee lass then. It had I Peter Davison. It did, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nuff said. With his round, With open, open, bland face. face. Yep. I was worried. I thought, well, I enjoyed that as well, and that was a lot longer ago. I'm going to hate this, thought I, and I was wrong. It's still mm. good. Really? Hmm. Well, it is. Again, um, I haven't seen Fort Doomsday since... Uh, since it was aired, probably. Nor had day. I. No, no, bear with me. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> you were sitting don't, there on the sofa with me watching it. In. You just you jumped in. You just massaged my foot. I thought it wasn't... That's, that's a different subject entirely. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, where was I? I've lost myself. Oh, that's it. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen Fort of Doomsday since it was aired. And I do remember being vaguely disappointed by it when it first first came out. Right. So I was, I was rather loath to watch it again now. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it's... Hmm. I, I thought it's borne up, well. up well, yeah. Considering the test of time. when it was aired, it was, what, 82? Um, January 82. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, very early. And yeah. considering this was the height of the mm. Wobbly That is one era. thing I did say to real Keith. I mean, I was very impressed by the sets they used. Yeah. In it. Sets were Madeleine mm. had two, maybe. <laughs> and they the, changed the lights a bit. Yeah. Mm. Well, and the studio <laughs> wall. Don't forget the studio tech. wall. And the gridding on the floor was actually painted. Yeah. Clearly. But that's what's important so that was that was fun. If we're going to nitpick it, the yep. um the whole throwing the, the cricket ball at the side of the TARDIS whilst floating in space and then catching it so that your momentum will take you towards the TARDIS was perhaps a little bit dubious. He's a Time Lord. Yeah, mm, that's it. Yeah. See, I'm sorry, you cannot just say he's a Time Lord for every... <laughs> they can do anything, can't they? They well, can change laws of physics. If, if he could survive outside for six minutes in, well, sub-zero temperatures. I mean. What did you find wrong with it, El Presidente? And you're not allowed to say Adric was in it. That's, <laughs> that's a given. He was particularly annoying in this yes episode. yes i will i will give yeah. you that yeah <laughs> i too hadn't seen it since 1982 yeah i have no memory at all of it that's because uh, you were what three 1982 you no six, I, uh, seven eight yeah we're going up <laughs> <laughs> no, eight. Higher, been eight. lower yeah. lower higher <laughs> i suspect i may have missed an episode or two because it's on a weird times during the week yeah, it was yeah, yeah thursdays and fridays that was the mm. first, it? first of the weekly season yeah so i may yeah. have been out of cubs or scouts something one yeah. of them. el presidente went to cubs yeah <laughs> you should have seen them. Ooh. Now you made a yummy noise there. No, that wasn't a yummy noise. That was not. Oh a, yes. Was a, ooh, you didn't see me shiver. It, what in anticipation? Yeah. Go outside and wash your mind out. <laughs> Adds a whole new meaning to the phrase scouting for boys. <laughs> anyway, you were at Cubs, so you missed it. I'm, well, I may have seen it, but it's completely unmemorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And watching it now, it just seems so dull. <laughs> you reckon? It just oh. seemed to go on. Nothing much happened. There was no sense of danger. Well, he was in space on a rope. No, the entire, <laughs> entire episode. She's criticising your doc. He's criticising your doctor. Yeah, he is. He's mm. criticising your doctor. Yeah. With his round, but open and bland face. Did anyone else find Adric strangely attractive in the spacesuit? What? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> when he had to put the spacesuit on, you have to remember I was 12. Well, I, I when suppose... He, when he had to put the spacesuit on... He looked he was like out an those... action man astronaut. Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. He, looked, I, I, he I su- looked quite sweet and vaguely attractive. I, I suppose the good thing about him is you couldn't actually see his face anymore. No, when he took the helmet off, he had the helmet tucked under his arm and he looked all <laughs> sweet. Like NASA. Beloved, yeah. Yeah. beloved, quit while you're behind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's just, the sets were good, as you say. Yeah, yeah. But 
most of the production values otherwise seemed a bit poor. I thought the uh, android face was a little bit iffy when he pulled, lifted up his face and you there thought... There again, that's, that's the well, product. But that's yeah. the product yeah. of the time. Yeah. But I thought <laughs> the, that. the... What is it? Monopticoids? Oh, the, the Monopticon. Monopticons. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the... The, the little the, balls. Yeah, the little balls. I thought mm. that was... For its time, it was a very good. That effect. was very you good. Didn't though, have any, yeah. You didn't have this blue flaring. Or that was pretty flaring. good. I don't so know if that was cleaned good. up at all by. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a question. That's but things like the space helmets looked really tacky. Yeah, yeah. No. The model shot of the ship looked really tacky. <laughs> this is something I yeah, can't I mean, understand. That, that was the thing with the opening shot of the uh, ship. I mean, oh, I mean, talk about bad, bad mateing. I mean, and they stuck yeah. on it for about thirty seconds. I know. Well, that's typical BBC. Yeah, I was going to say I can't understand people who've grown up loving Doctor Who and yet criticise because it looks tacky. It always looks tacky. <laughs> well, That's I suppose it's point. part of its appeal. <laughs> we didn't notice so much back then. That, yeah. Mm, That's because we were young and innocent. I mean, mind you, I mean, a couple of things I must poke holes in, is, in the forest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, apart, apart from Nissa. Yeah. <laughs> you want to poke holes in Nissa. Just <laughs> <laughs> his velvet trousers. Yes, um, yes, I was going to come to the subject of velvet. I mean, um, where um, enlightenment and persuasion of flanking. Um, oh, oh, they're doing what? They're flanking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it these days. Mm, yeah, next to um, oh, what's the guy's name? Monarch. 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 That's right. Yeah. And um, they go off and show their prowess in adopting a human form. Um, I found it rather dubious that they wish to take anyone would to take over Earth while wearing a green velvet suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, see, the plan was that the humans of the time would be laughing so much. <laughs> yeah. Easy prey. They would have stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, as I can recall somebody saying, I forget who it was, um, the only p- two people who could carry off wearing a velvet jacket was um, Jimi Hendrix and John Pertwee. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and um, does anyone else find it unlikely that not only could Tegan draw that well all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, very quickly, but that yeah. she would choose those as images of... What mm. men and women look Earthly like from her time. Yeah. But the thing is, also got me is how could they tell it was velvet? It was just a line drawing and wasn't in yeah. colour either. Perhaps they well, just had it. lots of velvet. Could be. Mm. I thought she was drawing what she would wear when well, she yeah, wasn't exactly. in uniform. And that's that... nothing like what she wore when she. And wasn't she, in why would she draw a man anyway? Well, that's well. It. She's got a secret life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, it explains uh, a lot. It does. Another thing I did notice was, um, okay, they were discussing um, the length of the journey time. Yeah. Yeah, between mm-hmm. Earth and um, their home planet. Shortening the time. Yeah, but even so, it's 1,200 years on the, on the uh, last leg. Yeah. yeah before, no, as you say, it's all that four, four days from Earth. I mean, okay, I mean, admittedly, sort of most of the crew are androids. Yeah. yeah, they're missing their personality chips. Yeah. But the thing is, their recreation times. <laughs> yeah. It was just the same thing day in, over day and out. Over and over. I mean, I... you had the Aborigines doing their uh, Dreamtime dances, um, the Mayans doing their court dances or whatever, and uh, the Chinese dragon dancers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were doing that every time <laughs> for 1,250 <laughs> years, for every recreational break, I would have thrown myself out of an air lock long ago. <laughs> um, I think I know why we enjoyed it so much. Why? Well, one, as I said, when I first saw this, I was very disappointed about it. When I re-saw it, I was quite surprised on how well yeah. I thought the production values were. But we watched it with the commentary. We did. We you did. didn't watch it without? We, we didn't watch it without. We watched mm-hmm. it with the oh, commentary. 
commentary. commentary. And again, it's Davison, Sarah yeah. Sutton, Janet, Janet Fielding, Fielding Matthew Waterhouse. Matthew Water, and it was the director this time, wasn't it? It was. It was and, Paul Ladd. And, and <laughs> it's very funny with the commentary on. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the person who played uh, Persuasion, the, was the a guy... Cor- he was a corpse. He, he was a giggler. <laughs> and every now and again, you had Janet Fielding going, look at his eyes, he's about to go, look yeah. at his eyes, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to watch um, a Peter Davison DVD, just do it with the commentary first. It just gives it a whole new lease of life. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's those four, mm. or those three and Matthew Waterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you going to get this and you're going to watch it watch it with the commentary yeah need to I, mean, think. Mm. I didn't understand either Mollock kind of let them have free reign the ship pretty much he didn't seem worried about uh adric and nissa was it oh, yeah wandering mm, around right, yeah. and seeing into the computer all the secrets mm. yeah the... well that could just be an example of how powerful he is he knows he could stop them at any time it, it wasn't so much yeah. that i mean he was an egomaniac i mean it, it was it wasn't as though he was omnip- omniscient and sort of see into every aspect of the ship's operation and sort of somehow stop them i mean this i mean i side with el presidente on this i mean it was a watchable episode but nothing really happened yeah, yeah. oh yeah i, I I, I remember from, from the original, it wasn't earth-shattering, or it was yeah. just happened. One thing I did notice, even this early on, it was meant to be the first one they'd filmed with Peter Davison. It was, yes. And what was it, the second one that aired mm, with yeah. him? I think so. Nissa yeah. was already suffering from, oh my God, we've got too many companions syndrome. <laughs> Apart yeah. from putting a funny hat on her head and sticking her in a, a tube that was meant to turn her into an android, there wasn't an awful lot yep. for her to do. Well, apparently she was meant to be written out the ends of Castrovalva. Yeah. Oh. But Peter... Davison wanted her. Want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Let wanted me her. finish the sentence. Wanted her to stay. That's it. There was a there. I was breathing. I'm sorry. I'll try not to breathe. Uh, right, where were we? <laughs> If they were going to write any of them out, why not Adric? Yeah. Even by then, it was obvious he was annoying. Yeah, I mean... No one liked him. I mean, certainly, it's strange for somebody who's defending, enjoying this. We do seem to be knocking it quite a bit. Oh, I still loved it. it it's, um, yeah, even then, I mean, it did seem slightly mm. false, Adric siding with Monarch. But he did that a lot, didn't yeah. he? What yeah. Was, the, um, I think was, the, was it Kinder where he sided with Mad Hindle? Yeah, he stayed on board. But I think this was the first sign of him siding with the bad guy really yeah. and there is no real reason for it apart from the fact that he's out for number one and was a very weak person yeah well mm. i think he's very opportunist i suppose that if you want to really sort of insist on him having some sort of character depth his upbringing his lack of parents his lack of guidance he was stuck on alzarius with basically a bunch of teenagers who were also out for number one so that's that's all he yeah. would have had to learn from. He's still an annoying little twat, though. Yeah, I, I still don't see that you would immediately turn against the person where your stuff is, who got you here, and he'll probably get you out as well. Yeah. Doesn't jail. He's mad. Completely. Yeah. But Brother he did get knocked out. He did? He did. He bumped his head. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, it was Tegan, wasn't it? She yeah, knocked... pushed him down, yeah. knocked him out. Yeah. He banged his head on air. Yes. Air can be very tough mm. stuff. <laughs> I'd like to say, well done to Tegan. That's one up for the sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I liked was the uh, the high tech aspect of it. They're all on silicon chips. Oh, well, for again, 1982, that was yeah. cutting edge. That was so easy to mock when you're looking yeah. back over. Well, well, yeah, they make a point how saying how 100 nanometer. How incredible is that? Of course, nowadays we're on 45 nanometer. We're going smaller than that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come but on. Nothing, nothing dates quicker than technology. <laughs> exactly. It was, bad, it was out I mean, of date within a year of it coming out. That, yeah. that, that, is, 
Come on. That is one thing you can say about next gen. The tech that they showed was all for optical chips, and so it was so far removed yes. from us. I'm sorry, I've even... got to ask. You've said it twice now. What is Moore's Law? Moore's Law. It's uh, a guy called Moore. Oh, really? Yeah, mm, obviously. Co-founder of Intel. Back in 1965, said that every two years, the number of transistors going to be placed on an integrated circuit will double. Okay. Yeah, exponentially. So every two years, chips are double. Yeah. Double and double and double. So, so, they, so they should have said uh, a stupid number. A ridiculously yeah, so low have, number. Yeah. yeah, they should know that, you know, every couple of years, your die shrinks and stuff like that. Yeah. So if they'd said something like 0.2 nanometers, you'd have been more impressed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> You're just stabbing more. figures, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they should probably have steered away from that entirely. Yeah. Or made up a word. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like megabyte modem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. No. no. You're never going to let that lie, are you? But uh, uh, some good character names. Bygone. By, was it bygone? Bygone. Bygone, yeah. Bygone, yeah. Big, bygone, yeah. big one. <laughs> big one. Big one. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Villagra or something. Oh, yeah. Viagra. Viagra. Yeah. Viagra. Yes, we, we, we are a happily married couple. Been married nearly 20 years. Two nearly grown-up children. And we were snickering like five-year-olds. <laughs> yep. When mm-hmm. we realised her name sounded like Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. Sharp. <laughs> Poor Bert Quark. Oh, oh yes. Good old Kato. She had nothing to do. He <laughs> smiled a lot. I did expect him to come running in at one point in front with a big chopper and, you know, try to... A pink panther films, you know. Uh, we're back to the ten inches big again. choppers, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. Can I come and stay with you for a while? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it's right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to share a room with the head of Pertwee. I'll manage. But old Bert did switch sides very easily. Yeah, yeah that was another, another, one. another mm. issue. But there we go. Uh, just by way of capping it off, I mean, it could have been a lot more. Should have been a lot more. I mean, if, if you if you excuse the pun. I mean, for what it was, I mean, right, Peter Davison's, what is it, second outing? It's his mm. first one. It's his first, first proper fact, outing. Mm. To me, it seemed like by the third episode, he's found a doctor. Yeah. The first yeah. two. Yeah. He's a little bit Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the could have been a bit more meat on the bones. I suppose if we've got to really be harsh on it, it was as if they'd got the subplots in place nicely, but they'd forgotten to add a main story. the main story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I still really enjoyed yeah. it. I, my recommendation is watch it, please, by all means, but I su- suggest you watch it with the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how many Dalek zaps out of ten are we going to give that? No? <laughs> okay. Dalek zaps. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. That's it for Doctor Who. For now, for this time. Right. In the new tradition of um, having previous combatants of Fight Club introducing this podcast, Fight Club, by way of a change, we have um, from Babylon 5, Commander Jeffrey Sinclair, and from Primeval, Dr. Nick Cutter introducing. So take it away, boys. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> quite sweep, I agree. Right, this week, thanks to regular listener Win for the idea, we have got two fine gentlemen battling it out for supremacy. In the blue corner, all the way from the high seas, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and in the red corner... 
all the way from beneath the pavement in Cardiff, we have Captain Jack Hartness. <laughs> beneath the Ento, maybe. <laughs> okay, Captain Jack Sparrow, give us your first move. Keeping Jack at an arm's length, our Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow, attempts to portray him at the earliest opportunity with the explanatory shout of pirate. Mm. Mm. I reckon this one. Mm. Okay. Um, Jack kisses him to shut him up. Um, I'm deeply flattered, but my first and only love is the sea. Hmm. <laughs> well, fortunately, Captain Jack Sparrow has one weapon against all. He swaggers up and he breathes on Captain <laughs> Jack Harkness with his terrible, terrible Ooh. halitosis. Mm. Oh my god. Alright, how can we counter that? Ah! Try that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack kisses him to shut him up. Okay, okay, okay. Captain Jack Sparrow invokes the name of Morgan, the greatest of all scurvy knaves to sail the seven seas. Aha! Using the power Uh of such a glorious name, it fills him with, and he draws his sword, carving a figure of eight in the sky, and leaps to Jack Harkness, poised for the killer strike. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm, Tricky. (laughs) Um... Oh, what do you reckon? Mm, yeah, try that one. Okay. Jack kisses him to shut him up. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> yes, yes. Desperate to reassert his heterosexualness, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow runs off into the night in search of a good woman. Um, though he's still running because, of course, there is no such thing. I Ooh. beg your pardon? Except, Ooh. of course, my delightful, beloved wife. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and what about fake Crumbly? What about my mum? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful woman. And my nan? Beautiful. And my auntie Elaine? I've never met your auntie. And my auntie. sister? Oh, damn. Yeah. All right, you win. <laughs> that's it for Fight Club. I think that's a resounding win for Captain Jack Harkness and his mm. lips of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so more next week. Okay, that was it from a very, very odd fight club. Bit of a rethink needed, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Following on from last week's new segment, we have... Real Keith with his 30-second recommendation. I'd like to recommend two books, The Man from the Diogenes Club and The Secret Files of the Diogenes Club. They're both by Ken Newman. They're a collection of short stories. A little bit of background. The Diogenes Club featured in a handful of Sherlock Holmes. They introduced Mycroft Holmes and that the club was set up to deal with things outside the remit of the civil and military forces, rather like Torchwood. Both books ooze 70s telly fantasy. They are two glorious books that just drag you in and entertain you from start to finish. Thank you very much, Real Keith. Mm. He has read two books. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your attention. Everyone turn and face the TV screens. Is it that time? Yes, it is. (gasps) It's time for El Presidente's Address to the Nation. Woohoo! Hello, citizens. It has been brought to the attention of my benevolent administration that the international financial systems are collapsing. This is entirely to my plan. Little do they know that it is, in truth, a smokescreen. Soon every piece of news will be about the financial crisis. There will be no room left for news reports by unfolding plans to take over the world. 
No one will notice my brainwash watchers of daytime TV when I fill the sewers with giant mutant penguins, when I put the cookie monster in charge of worldwide food production, as I'm drifting. While the media is too busy, I will seize control of the world. Here endeth my address. I'm glad I'm on his side. Now, moving on. Rapidly. Three of our number have been watching Heroes. Mm, yes. Mm. I haven't. Oh, why? I think season two kind of put me off. And yeah. they keep showing it really, really late. Like you nine, nine o'clock. o'clock yeah. <laughs> you fall asleep. Come on, I, be I honest. I fall asleep a lot recently. So here they are, El Presidente Crumbly and Real Keith, to tell you about Heroes. Time of airing, we're how many episodes in? Five. Mm, five, five episodes. episodes yes. Yeah. What struck me about this so far, it seems to be very more action, upbeat. They sort oh, of they tried yes. to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Yes, they acknowledged their faults with yeah. season two and they're trying to rectify it with season three. Yeah. I don't know. My problem with it is that it seems so familiar. Mm. Again, they seem to have installed the um, arc far quicker than, than the other one. The first season is obviously them all getting mm. together. Yep. And now we have very various intriguing points coming on. I mean, there's the uh, alternate futures, and I'm not going to do another timeline theory. I am not doing that. Oh, why not? No, 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 no. No, I mean, whereas in the first season, um, the impending doom that was about to happen was uh, the destruction of New York. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, apparently in this season, the disaster seems to be worldwide. Yeah, they, they've, they've amped the... Uh, yeah. I mean, they've upped the ante big time, they but really every, have. every year, they nip into the future, something really bad has happened, they nip back, and they fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it all entirely pointless, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but it's the the journey of how they fix it. How can they get past It's not so much the end of the journey, it's how they get there, really. I suppose so. But couldn't it be argued if you know they're going to get there, what's the point? Well, yes. This season they made a big I thing. I mean, that's wherein lies the answer. It's how they get there. Yeah, this season, early episodes, they made a quite a big thing of the future characters. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. You get to see a lot of the future Peter, yeah. mm-hmm. who actually comes back in time. You get to see the future Sila, mm-hmm. Claire again or that lot and they start to kill him off and things like that in the future and you think it doesn't matter because we know this future is not going to happen why do I care it's one of a number of possible futures I mean take Silo for instance I mean he has become domesticated he has yes. learned to tame his hunger yeah whereas in the present day uh, Peter Petrelli he's inherited Silo's hunger yeah, yeah. for all of the various powers mm-hmm. and I suppose during the uh, forthcoming episodes they're going to see how he can deal with it or try and contain his lust for all these things and another thing it depends on uh, how much investment you've actually put into the character certainly like Claire is how did she turn into that hard-assed bitch from the future but she won't because we know that future's never going to happen possibly well I mean the seeds have been happen. sown because I mean she, she's she been attacked by Sylar she feels what for a want of a better term violated yeah Maybe. Listening to you talk, am I reading it wrong? It sounds very much like the Star Wars Stargate reset button. It's like one of those episodes where you can do what you like to the characters because you know it's not going to matter in the end. Well, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, yes. But that is the future at the moment. So it's a possible mm. circumstances. The character could still end up that way. You've just got to... The journey is yeah. how they avoid it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yes. The obvious example being that a hero and Ando in the future seem to be enemies or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 
I mean, Ooh, do they? in the future, Ando has powers. Mm-hmm. And everybody has powers. Yeah, everybody has powers, exactly. And they've ended up on the opposite side of the fence fighting each other. The impression is given that Ando kills Hero. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know the circumstances or anything about it. That, well, that, he's not killed, he's just rendered unconscious. But that is another thing. Because Hero saw that, it is now affecting his relationship mm. with Ando. Yes. So he could be leading it could himself be a and Ando. Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. He's leading them into mm. that future yeah. through his actions. Self-fulfilling yeah, prophecy. prophecy. That's the word yes. I'm trying to get out. Maybe, maybe. Mm. And um, there's also the question of uh, whether um, Nathan Petrelli... I mean, OK, he's got back in the uh, political rat race again. Mm. So was it a junior senator for uh, New yeah. York or something like that? He keeps seeing Mr Linderman. He does. Yeah, but also, additionally, other characters are seeing him as well. But the last episode I saw on BBC Three, you had... The oh, explanation. The cop's father. Yeah, so yeah. it was his father. Yeah. Parkman's father, yes. Parkman, that's it, Parkman's father, yeah. who can throw illusions and affect dreams and mm-hmm. show images. So mm-hmm. is he showing them an in- image of Linderman? Yes. Mm, that's it. it. One question... How do we know this future is not going to happen? How do we know it's the, the end ro- of the world? Is the end of the series, <laughs> isn't it, by definition. Uh, we have... How do we know they don't save the world yet? All the characters pop the clogs. Well, that's that's the, that's the whole point. We have been mm. introduced to a new character who was like one of the previous characters who can paint the future. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the future Peach Petrelli came back in time and did something. All the paintings that this guy has done are now rendered null and void, and he's had to start painting again. The new future, yes. because Peter Petrelli came back it's changing things in the future right. you're already given full knowledge that what we've seen happen will not happen something else is happening now but he's still painting the mm. earth blowing up mm. so there is a chance that the writers might decide to do a bones and wipe out half they the cast yeah, he could while still like saving the world yeah i think highly unlikely but you never know i mean know, evidence yeah. being adi Lata is still in the series even though her character is dead yeah but i mean she was a clone <laughs> yeah i mean that retro fitted in yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, suddenly she had a clone. Mm. How convenient. <laughs> I'm sensing that El Presidente was less than impressed I with think this. So. I think. <laughs> the problem with American TV series generally is they have a cast which is pretty much locked unchanging in. for seven years. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're locked in on a big contract. I mean, the only one against that is Babylon 5, where it was a yearly contract, I think. So the whole this cast is, could have changed. This is why you've got the reset button. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, at the moment, there is enough to keep me pulling me back to, mm, to yeah. still watching it. Unlike season two, I was after a couple of episodes. It's like, nah. I think that's why I haven't bothered yeah. with season three. I mean, that's it. Season two was very rushed for yeah for mm. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's a writer's strike. Yeah, yeah. Probably we should say we haven't said is that this the first half of this third season is subtitled villains. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And the second half is going to be subtitled fugitives. Oh, yeah. mm. so, so there's actually two arcs in this season. Volume three will be ended in the middle of this season. Yeah. Volume four yeah. is the latter half so season. will we halfway through the season have a new terrible future we've got to avoid mm, kind of it. running out of ideas for terrible <laughs> futures on yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean it depends how long they can continue doing the possibilities and the futures and how much they're going to repeat themselves mm. yeah plus I mean there's also the question of uh, Dr Suresh yeah I mean for the first two um, seasons I mean he was the uh, series narrator yeah. I mean in this season he still is to a certain extent he's getting pulled more into the action yeah I mean he's injected himself with formula and um, he is rapidly mutating into something well nah. Nasty. nasty the fly 
Well, I mean, he's cocooning people for some unknown purpose. Yeah. Bits of his skin is coming mm, off. That's it. Yeah. It's turning into Jeff Goldblum. Aye. There's also some hanging threads from season two. Mm-hmm. Example, um, I actually missed the last couple of episodes, but as I understand it, Peter went into the future with Caitlin, mm-hmm. left her there, yeah, she's came still back stuck and there. changed the future. Mm-hmm. Has she been wiped out? She's stuck in a future which no longer exists. Well, so. that's it. Ooh, that's a very moot point. Though. time theory. Again, <laughs> it? yeah. It's an interesting theory. If you mm. take into a time a future that which doesn't ceases happen to anymore, exist, yeah. then surely you cease to exist. Yeah, I never mm. thought of that before, but that's a rather nasty fate. <laughs> anyway, interesting where it goes. Again, we've got the MacGuffin of the formula that they're trying to get. Mm. What's the formula? Uh, it's the formula is, is a formula that managed to turn normal people into powered people. Oh, right. Yeah, that was the reason why they're having this uh, flash forward. To see what the world would be like if mm, everyone that's it. was yeah. I mean, everyone's sort of flying around or had super speed and things like that. Yeah. How cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the backdrop of that with all the villains yeah. from level five mm. escaped from the company. Oh. Yeah, but none of, them the lasted, none of them lasted all that long. There's still a few of them out there, there's I still, think. Yeah, there's still a couple of them. Like the fear guy. I mean, he was... Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the black guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good interaction there with Siler and uh, Noah Bennett. Mm. Yes. yes. Which is probably the only thing which is really grabbing me at the moment. Yeah. Having to sleep with the devil. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. quite interesting to see where that's going to mm. go. But... Well, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer exactly. still. Yeah. Good characters. What, what's happening with Peter? Don't know. Don't really <laughs> what's happening with Claire? Again, don't know. Don't really care. First season, you had lots of independent stories. Yeah. You know, short two-minute bits of their, Inter- their current yeah, story. Introduce them all. Much quicker even than this new season, which is quicker than the second season. Yeah. But it just seemed to be drawing you in more than this season is, at least yeah, for well, me. As I say, it's not fully finished, and we'll see where it's going. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's still good, but yeah, it's it, not it's, up to its height. It's a, there's enough there to keep them coming back. But Okay, so do you recommend people watch it? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, very much so, yes. Cool. Heroes, quite a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> The last train home Birds pass by To tell me that I'm not alone Well, I'm pushing myself To finish this part And handle a lot One thing I miss Okay, coming to the end of the show now. Hi. But we have lots and lots of feedback from you lovely, lovely people. Okay, El Presidente, who have we got? A new listener. Hello. Sarah Miles. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. She says, hi there to all at Staggering Stories. First of all, whilst silence in the library cliffhanger is good, it is a bit of repetition of a similar situation from The Empty Child, where the gas mask zombies are staggering towards the Doctor, Jack and Rose, and saying, are you my mummy? Yeah, yeah true. Mm. Yeah. I, yes, I suppose it is. As for a bad Doctor cliffhanger, I must confess that as soon as Fakey started saying her choice, I thought instantly, Daleks in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be quite a universal one, that. Yeah. Mm. Good yeah. old Muppets in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. 
One of my favourite cliffhangers from New Who has to be Human Nature. It's a Mexican standoff type situation with John Smith being asked yep. to choose between Martha and Joan. The family of blood are fully prepared to kill people and the Doctor is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Plus, with that trailer at the end showing glimpses of John Smith and Joan having a happy life, it made for good and dramatic telly. Your podcast is loads of fun. Oh, thank, oh, you. thank you. Nice mix of various sci-fi fun with a big side helping of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear more. Sarah Miles. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Great to hear from you. We've heard from Nathan. Who's, hey. Nathan says... The people on the tube are starting to think I'm a bit odd because I sit there every other Monday giggling to myself and it's all your fault. There's always one on the tube. They're coming for you. They're He's, coming for you, Nathan. He says, thanks for reviewing some Stargate and even mm. more thanks for reviewing Sanctuary. I have a bit of a thing for Amanda Tapping, so the podcast <laughs> title got me very excited. <laughs> Nathan, we've spoken about girlfriends. <laughs> Love the speeded up bit. I'm going to be really sad and slow it down. No, <laughs> don't. No. 30 second recommendations are a good idea let's have more oh and happy birthday to real Keith thank you <laughs> okay we've got one here from Leslie hi Leslie hi team just amused myself immensely by having to listen to the latest podcast oh, wow. especially like to thank Barney for posting that YouTube link mm. yes it really made me laugh Win. I hope you succeed with your pyramids of Mars <laughs> yes. we still want photos mm, yeah. yes, yes. as for the case of Androzani cliffhanger I'm not going to let you stop me now I titters as fake Keith asked Sadly, why didn't he take his shirt off? <laughs> All of your other picks were entertaining and interesting. I agreed on Adam's rose. I'm coming to get you through death by edifice and revelation of the Daleks. If done correctly, would have had great allegorical meaning. After much consideration over my favourite New Who cliffhanger moments, including the end of the stolen Earth and the Empty Child, I think I agree about Utopia. Mm. Yep. That episode nearly caused a 23-year-old to have a heart attack. <laughs> I've never been so excited after watching Doctor Who in my life. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> As for worst old Who moment, all I could think of was Patrick Troughton being submerged in fungal bubble bath <laughs> in one of the many episodes of yep. The Seeds of Death. It was the look on his face as the bubbles all grew in front of him, yeah. I remember yeah, that. that little fungal infection. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to bring it down, don't you? All the regular features were entertaining. I liked the 30-second recommendation thing, as usual, and again, I laughed uncontrollably during the temporal physics chipmunks <laughs> in the His House session. And just because I can, I'm including a link to my bonkers The Dark Knight Doctor Who Torture crossover. We'll shove a link on, yeah, put a link on that. On that one. Yep. Until next time, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Leslie. Thank you. Great to hear from you. Okay, we've got um, a new listener here calling Hello. himself Scardis. Hello, Scardis. Who seems Hello. to have been listening to all our back issues as it were <laughs> poor poor fool yeah. and he's got a few things to say it says hello there folks recently nope. stumbled across your podcast been listening through the archive since episode one mm. I had words with my solicitor and he tells me I can't sue for my time back damn <laughs> <laughs> only kidding though I love the podcast one of my favourite who related podcasts out there been meaning to email for a while but never seemed to settle down in front of my keyboard to settle my thoughts a little bit about myself I'm a 25 year old Irish Doctor Who fan who has little to no exposure to old who nor do i have the funding to buy into it got a little rule at the minute that i will not put my hand in my pocket for anything set before dr nine took rose's hand and said run (laughs) you're missing some greats bub he is as i'm a new who fan my best and worst bits will have to revolve around new who only as i really haven't seen enough of old who to pass comment that's okay starting with guilty pleasures Mm. that has to be for me the sarah jane adventures (laughs) (laughs) 
My moment of bliss has to be Martha's introduction to the TARDIS. Sheer brilliance from the lovely Martha's theme to the whole, here comes another, it's bigger on the inside yep. bit that the Doctor <laughs> saw coming. It was just pure brilliance. Yep. My moments of despair and bafflement. Mm. I've never been the biggest fan of the Doctor getting infatuated with his companion. I understand why Ten did so after the whole parting of the way saga, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. So <laughs> my moment has to be his reasoning for breaking the black hole prison in the Satan pit. I believe in her. No, no, don't go there let's move on (laughs) my favourite doctor moment for this I'll split this into two and consider nine my old and ten my new Mm -hmm. so my old moment it has to be go to your room from the doctor dances Yep. Mm -hmm. the vast toffee M ended a wonderful (laughs) tension breaker that I couldn't see coming my favourite tenth doctor moment has to be his hoodwinking the family of blood into thinking he was still John Smith yes the disc on my box set that contains the episode human nature family of blood and blink is one of the finest pieces of doctor who that's ever been made yeah Mm. Yeah. which is that. weird when you consider how very little of the character of the Doctor is in any of those three stories yeah. mm. my favourite companion moments for Rose it has to be in the long game when Rose and the Doctor emerge from the TARDIS and the Doctor gives Rose a quick rundown of where <laughs> and when they've landed so that when Adam emerges Rose looks all clever and smug yeah. for Martha it has to be a performance in the human nature saga she behaved admirably throughout and really impressed me as a companion for Donna it has to be her sneaking around on the Sontaran ship <laughs> yeah. all together now back, back of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> On to my least favourite companion moments. For me with Rose, it has to be that bloody awful wager between her and the Doctor to get Queen Victoria to say I am not amused. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Bad bit in a good episode. Anything that was tried to be forced into the dialect, I cringe something horrible. Bad idea. With Martha, well it has to be the previously mentioned don't go down the corridor on your own with strange <laughs> men. Yes. <laughs> with Donna, it has to be when she returns to the wedding reception in full swing without her and starts fake blubbing to shut them up yep. thank heavens they didn't use that again in series 4 my favourite TARDIS moment has to be the collision of old New Who in Time Crash <laughs> wonderful little story it's stuff like that that makes me sure that Doctor Who is in safe hands with the vast Toffee MN oh. it, you've changed the desktop theme <laughs> what's this called will be leopard skin next my favourite cliffhanger from what I'm using as old Who is the end of the empty child mm. the creepy hospital and the mummy mummy is one of the best from series one worst one was the aliens of london as it was resolved yeah. straight away mm-hmm. pre-credits yeah the best in new who is well how did you miss it the stolen earth <laughs> they had finally used a regeneration shocker as a cliffhanger yeah my worst for what i'm using as new who cliffhanger was the end of rise of the cybermen the whole mm. refusing to accept the surrender and then synchronised Nazi salute with the awful <laughs> phrase you will perish under maximum deletion worst line ever Nick Briggs you should have walked out on getting that script <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's me caught up I look forward to hearing more from this fantastic team maybe next time I remember which one of you is which but don't get your hopes up <laughs> <laughs> we forget at all times all the best yeah. yeah. Scardis yep. thank you thank, thank, you. thank you very much. much look out for more maximum deletion of Christmas yeah any more old president uh, we've got a yeah. good old tin dog bloke uh, he's still having troubles uh, again sorry that I've not left feedback you I'm going for a fifth total system reinstall on my Linux laptop Ooh. I would install XP if I had the nerve I just can't get it to load audacity and blah de blah de blah de blah mm. anyway could I just point out he wrote that we're not being rude yeah no no no. <laughs> it, it, it is written down here anyway if it works I'll put a plug in for staggering stories on the next tin dog podcast Which he has Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you a lot. Well, it's good. 
Recalled 20 minutes yesterday when I checked. Didn't record at all. Grr. We've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great show as always. Thank you. Maybe a 30-second recommendation would have been a good idea. MP3 feedback. What a tongue twister. Be seeing you, Michael, the tin dog bloke. Thank we you. Would, Thank you very I much. I think we would welcome feedback on everything that we do. Oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, if please. you want to do 30-second reviews. Excellent. MP3 yeah, one, form, all the better. One note I must include, I mean, we welcome all listeners' feedback. But, I mean, it's not just about the podcast. I mean, it's also about the site as well. I mean, oh, if, yeah. you've got, if you've got any comments, you know, sort of um, suggestions, even gripes about the site as a whole, sort of please let them know and uh, send them to us at show at staggeringstories.net. You don't have to include the woohoo on the signing button. <laughs> no, no. I think we got one more letter, haven't we? Mm, we one do. more, yes. Who's this one from? Naya Dodson. Oh, hello, Naya. Hello again, Same. Naya. Hello, Naya. Hello, Staggering Stories. Wanted to let you all know that I'm foiling your dastardly plan to make me laugh so hard I run off the road by listening to you while I knit instead of when I drive. Curses what foiled again. <laughs> also, I wanted to toss in my two cents on some of the topics. Best TARDIS moment? New Who? It's not a fun scene, but watching the TARDIS melting down in Stolen Earth was truly terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect to be that affected by it. After all, it sparks and spits all the time. But watching the rounders blow out while the cloister bell rang scared me for it. More than I was scared for any other character. Yeah, no, I agree with that. She was dying there. Mm. Worst TARDIS moment ever? Every time we see it from the outside flying in space. Oh, come on! In old Who, it looks like a bad cheap unconvincing special effect in you who it looks like a bad expensive unconvincing special effect (laughs) (laughs) what the heck do you expect them to do with the blue box Mm. (laughs) Uh, the fact it spins was a really really great accomplishment for the bbc back in those days i don't know if your listeners are allowed to do this but if we are i also wanted to throw in a 30 second recommendation yeah go Go ahead go for it more than welcome she writes and it won't be 30 seconds i'm sure but here we go Terry Pratchett's Nation. Discworld book by Discworld book. You can watch him hone his satirical skills and adding depth to his writing. Now that he's at the top of his game, he's produced a book that will entertain both Discworld fans and people who would never touch a book with a troll or witch in it. Nations is, by turns, hilarious and heartbreaking, displaying Pratchett's great grasp of human nature and his ability to make English language dance. It's not science fiction, but it is excellent. Naya Dodson. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I haven't got that one, but I'm looking forward to getting hold of it. the new one? One for that this is, that's mm, the that's latest right, yeah. one. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the, the light is shining so briefly with Pratchett. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Mm. Thank you very much for all your feedback. You're yes. all absolutely wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. Yes. If you've got anything you'd like to say about the podcast, any recommendations, suggestions, any 30 second segments you'd like to do, yeah. you can contact us by emailing show at staggeringstories.net. We love you all. You're lovely. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you truly and deeply from the bottom of my heart. So, once again, that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. In the next one, more of the same. News, reviews, who old and new. That rhymes. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) And more general silliness. Um, However, on a further note... Serious bit. Yes, serious bit. Well, not so serious. No, no, no. No, um, most of the Staggering Stories team are going to be often sunning themselves in the land of the pharaohs for the next two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to Egypt. We're going to Egypt. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, so our podcast will be back on the 24th of November mm. with everyone suntanned and not suffering from King Tut's revenge. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Buttocks clenched. Yeah. Exactly. You would know all about that. <laughs> right. So this is me, Crumbly, saying I'll be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. And as Shakespeare once said to me, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. You're descending into the depths of idiocy. You have been listening to the Stabbery Stories podcast, series one, number 32, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production on www.stabberystories.net. Can anyone persuade tenants to stay on another year? Anyone? No? I'm going to do William Shatner. Oh, <laughs> oh lucky you. <laughs> Why, wash your mouth out with soap. Right, I've got news here that LucasArts... Yeah, I was doing William Shatner! You Excuse did, you me! You disturbed me! I was almost there! Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I can feel it God, amateurs! I'm surrounded by amateurs! <laughs> amateurs! Amateurs everywhere! Sweep out! Don't you make me come over there! Right. <laughs> Killed him. <laughs>